Hello and welcome to the first Blackpool 6 podcast with me, Dave Williams. And me, Steve Legg. In this episode, we're going to discuss what well-being is. So both positive and negative, because it can be in, in both ways. What well-being means for, for myself and for Steve. Uh, and how you guys as students can help with your own well-being. And what you can do to make sure that your well-being is positive. So I'll start with an introduction from myself. So I, I'm Dave Williams. I'm the... Head of additional learning support at Blackpool Sixth Form. So I spend most of my days down in the focus centre, uh, which is in the on the ground floor. I also am the college lead for student wellbeing. So that is why we've been asked to do this first podcast. Um, and what about you, Steve? Okay, yeah, cheers, Dave. So I'm the sport and enrichment development officer. Um, so I'm in charge of all the sports teams, all the extracurricular activities, sporting and non-sporting, as well as teaching the sports leadership courses in the uh, sport, tourism and public services department. Um, and on top of that, I am a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. So that's kind of practical psychology. Uh, and I use that. I work with uh, private individuals, and um, I've worked with some sports professionals as well. So I've got I've got some thoughts and um, and information when when it comes to well being to share. And we look forward to exploring them, Steve, throughout the next uh, ten minutes or so. We'll start with this: what, what is well being? What is well being? According to the dictionary, Steve, it's uh, the state of being comfortably healthy or happy. I don't know whether you've got anything to add to that or, or whether you agree with that even. Yeah, well, I think I'd, I'd challenge that. I, I get that that's the dictionary explanation of um, or definition of well-being. But I would say well-being is, well, for me anyway, it's when things are mostly under control and things are mostly going my way. I think there's an, it's an unrealistic expectation that, that we can always be happy and we can always be comfortable. Um, and I think that sometimes we, we need to manage our expectations and that, I think that helps massively with, with our well-being. I think I'd agree with that, Steve. I think I'd, I'd add to that by, by saying that having ways to cope as well and ways to, to manage our own well-being. So having, having almost a toolkit and, and the, the facility to know when our well-being is being impacted and what we can do about it as individuals. And I think it comes in positive and negative slants well-being. That there's ways that we can impact our well-being positively, and there are also things that we can do that are impacting our well-being negatively. For me, um, from a positive point of view, there's many things. Um, doing what makes you happy is what I would say is the first thing to mainly mainly to be positive about your well-being and and finding things as well and not comparing yourself to others because what's positive for you and is going to positively impact on your well-being could be completely different to the person that you are currently sat next to or or currently seeing from across the corridor or, or across the classroom, but not comparing yourself to others, finding things that are very individual to you. Yeah, I, I agree, Dave. I think it's different for, for all of us. Uh, and I think during, you know, if we, we mentioned, we must mention the COVID era. During the COVID era, I think we've been, we've been challenged um, massively when it comes to uh, our well-being. We've kind of been taken out of our comfort zones, really. Um, there's um, a psychologist basically says to have good well-being, you need to have positive emotions. Um, you need to have engagement in whatever you're doing and good relationships what you're doing has to have meaning and you've got to have the opportunity to achieve in what you're doing. And I think 
during COVID, a lot of people are experiencing, certainly probably the students and the staff as well, are experiencing all of those, but the positive emotion has probably been kind of dumbed down a little bit. I think there's been a lot of negativity around and that's probably affected a lot of people's well-being. Yeah, I'd agree, especially in this COVID era because, and there's so many unknowns as well. Quite a few things to do with negative well-being is is things such as distress, negative mood and, and how you're perceiving things. So at the moment in where we're not allowed to go do things that we perhaps would in the past, and again, that's coming back to positive well-being, the things that we used to do to aid our positive well-being perhaps aren't there the same anymore. So that's having an impact on our on our well-being it, it, from a negative point of view, but also the, the massive unknowns as well at the moment that we're not sure what's going to happen next summer. But we can make steps to, to turn that into a positive and look after ourselves better. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think those those negative parts of well-being, things like the anxiousness and and being a little bit fearful, a little bit worried about you know what's coming up, and the fact that that things are are, are very different to how they used to be, uh, and I think that challenges us. It challenges us on a, on a daily basis. But what I think is is really important is that if we can realise uh, as people that we can't be happy, as in you know the happiness of your team scoring a goal in the final in the last 10 seconds, that kind of happy. You can't be that kind of happy all the time. And it's okay just to be okay sometimes. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. It, you know, we just need to adjust our expectations and realise that we're not going to be super happy all the time. Do you know what I mean, Dave? Yeah, I know what I mean. It's funny what you say about um, your team scoring a goal, being a Preston fan. It's uh, <laughs> it's difficult to compare my well-being to... Uh... Understood. <laughs> <laughs> to football but but no and, and things change it, it might be that you from a college point of view that you get a really good score on a test or, or it might be that you get a really negative score on a, a test that you thought you was going to do a lot better on but but that one result that one thing does not define you one as a person but also how you are feeling about everything in general and, and we need to find those ways in order to to not dwell on on that one episode, that one thing, that one situation, that one score, result test, whatever it is, we need to find out ways to, to work past that. So it brings us nicely onto our next section that we're going to talk about, and, and that is about how me and Steve manage our own well-being. So, Steve, do you want to kick us off with this one? And uh, how, how do you manage your well-being? Okay. Well, I have this this um, this model that I use that I learned through my uh, neurolinguistic programming, and I call it the wheel of life. And quite often, um, we're very quick if something's going wrong to say, oh, this is the worst day ever, or I've had the worst day, or my life's a mess. And we kind of write everything off. We write the day off and say, oh, hopefully tomorrow will be better. And, and we kind of give up on everything. And And what the wheel of life does is it splits you as a person into eight different sections and it allows you to identify what is actually going not to plan uh, within your life at that particular time and I'll just quickly just uh, I've got them on a piece of paper in front of me because I can never remember them Um, so we've got you know physical environment so we're talking about um, you know what's it like life at home what's life like at home have we got a roof over our head have we got walls around us you know does the central heating work um, our health, so physical health, um, how things are going academically, 
all different individual things. Personal development, are you making kind of the, the development and improvement as a person as you wish to? What are your relationships like? Um, what's your romance situation like? Have you got enough money? Um, and are you getting enough time for fun and recreation, which may be a challenging one at the moment? And what I like to do is I like to identify which one of those is actually causing me the problem. And, and what it does, rather than it, it, rather than me saying that my whole day is a write-off, it gives me one section out of eight that I think that's the one that's causing me the problem. And it kind of reduces the size of my problem and allows, allows me to focus on that one thing that I need to improve to help me feel better about myself, rather than a whole kind of uh, attempt to to try and improve everything about me when really only one one or two things need to uh, need to have attention at this particular point does that make sense yeah it's really interesting that steve uh how long have you been using that for i've been using this for quite a few years and i use it when uh, you know when i'm helping people um and, and what it does initially is it just makes people realize actually you know things are okay there's only one or two things that i need to work on uh, and then I help them focus on those things and bring those things up, and, you know, so they can score themselves higher, if you like, on those things. And um, and that gives them a better perspective on on moving forward and, and the recognition that things aren't that bad. It's just a couple of things I need to work on. Do you think this is something that students could use? Absolutely. Um, happy to share it. You know, anybody who wants to get in touch with me via email, uh, Steve Legg. Um, I'm happy to share it. I'm happy to spend time to support anybody. You know that, Dave. I mean, that's we're both in that kind of career where where we're you know very interested in supporting people to be the best that they can be. So obviously, I'm happy to share any of this stuff. How about you? What do you do? I was just going to say my my story of well being slightly different to uh, to what you do. Um, I think it firstly it's recognizing when when things aren't going right, and and as you rightly said there, Steve, you've got a model to to do that and, and look at it from sort of a, a wider perspective where it's too easy to to just think oh everything's going wrong when in actual fact if you looked at it and analyzed what's going on it's just one little aspect one little aspect of your life but that's sort of filtering into everything else so i think one recognizing what what's going on and, and what the 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 stressor is if you will or or what's causing my anxiety or, or my, my thoughts to go down that way. But then I, I'm one of these people that will go out in, for a run. So if the weather's poor, it doesn't matter. If I feel like I need to go for a run, I'm, I'm going out there anyway. Um, I might, might even go out on my bike or swimming. Uh, so I'll get out there. And, and to the point where I took this to quite an extreme. So I'd, I completed the an Ironman triathlon a few years ago. As a, I know you're all aware, aware, Steve. Yes, I am. And for those of you that don't know what an Ironman triathlon is, it's a, a two and a half mile swim, a 112 mile bike ride, and a 26.2 marathon run at the end, which are all completed one after another. So as you can imagine, um, it was quite a long day. It took me <laughs> just over 13 hours to complete. And uh, that... The, the sense of accomplishment of, of doing that had a massive positive impact on my well-being. But during all the training, it gave me something to focus on. And I think it comes down to motivation. And I think this is, this is for pretty much everything, that motivation isn't you getting up in the morning, saying, let's have it, and, and getting out there and running out the door. It's not that. That's not motivation. It's getting yourself into a routine and getting yourself 
into a thought process that this is how I'm going to do this and this is going to have a positive impact on me. The word motivation itself, at the start of it, it says motive. So finding a motive for what you want to do and why you are doing this is going to have a more profound impact on you than thinking you can jump out of bed in the morning and run straight out the door to to go to whatever it is you want to go and do. Uh, And I think throughout my sort of training for all of that, it was very much my motive was I wanted to complete this Ironman triathlon. So every night I'd come home from work or sometimes it was in the morning, a 40-minute run. At the weekend, it was a five-hour bike ride or it might have been a a a two-and-a-half, three-hour run. But knowing that that was my end goal and that was where I was aiming for massively helped. And and just getting out there and doing something that I loved and and enjoyed meant that everything else fell into place because I was a much happier person because I was doing all this other stuff. And and you can think about a lot of things, Steve, when you're out on your bike for five hours. There's, there's a lot of thought process there. Yeah, it gives you time to, to kind of clear your mind and, and focus on a few different things, I guess. That's really useful. You know, um, there are some scientifically proven ways to um, to improve your well-being, and one of them is to be outside more. They reckon that um, that happiness is optimised at a lower degree than you would have inside. So going out and getting that, that idea of go out and get some fresh air actually works. You know, it's, it, it makes you feel better. Just that little bit of exercise, not necessarily the exercise that you as, a, as an Ironman do, but just getting out for a 10-minute walk, you know, whether it's walking the dog or, or something like that. Another thing as well at this time of the year, which really uh, contributes positively to your own well-being, is, is giving. So whether it's giving time to help out at a charity or, or, or giving um, a gift or, or doing you know a nice um, a nice thing for somebody so you know going home and, and getting the hose pipe out and the and the sponge and washing uh, somebody's car without asking permission just doing it because you know you just want to do it, it makes you feel good there are a lot of little things that you can that you can do that uh, will improve your own well-being yeah so it brings us nice to that Steve to our uh, our last thing about how you guys that are listening can can take positive steps to improve your own well-being i mean we've talked about two two completely polarizing things in the in in the middle of this that that steve sort of modeled to looking at all aspects of your life and me very focused on on what i enjoy doing and what i like doing but when i said they're polarized are they polarized probably not too dissimilar they're they're both coping with the same thing And, and like we said right at the start that it's very individual and finding something that works for you is the key and, and not necessarily copying what someone else is doing. So to you listening, having a look at everything in your, your life at the minute might not work for you because you might prefer to, to go out for a run and just clear your mind and, and think about things, process things in your mind whilst you're out for a run. But equally, you might prefer a more logical approach and having a look at things that are going on. Yeah, just just reading a book, Dave. Just taking some time out, putting the screens away, um, and just just having a little bit of downtime. You know, I've got a favourite quote at the moment, and I know that you like, um, you know, you know that I like a few quotes, and, and and this one I really like. There's no comfort in growth, and there's no growth in comfort. And to me, that means that you know we're challenged at the moment through through COVID. You know, people are having to do things they've not done before, and it makes them feel uncomfortable. And some people, as a result of, of feeling uncomfortable, it's affected their their well-being in a negative way. But 
I like to reframe the way of, of uh, that people look and, and, and perceive that. So there's no comfort in growth. So when, you, when you're feeling uncomfortable, it means that you're being challenged. And when you're challenged, you grow as a person. You discover new things about yourself. You know, whether that is, you know, that you like to go out walking because you never really had the time before or you like to read books because you never really had the time before, um, uh, whatever it is. And there's no growth in comfort. So as long as you stay within your comfort zone and don't push yourself, you don't grow as a person. So um, it's a really good one for students to to take away. There is no comfort in growth and no growth in comfort. So just reframe. If you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable, is it because it's an opportunity for you to grow as a person? Thank you very much for, for listening to me and Steve uh, waffling on for the last 17 minutes. It's uh, it's very much appreciated. But there's plenty of support out there it, in college and outside of college. But but if you're in college, there's obviously your pastor or a mentor. There's uh, the additional learning support team down in the focus centre. And obviously there's Steve now that you're all aware of. And he's based up in the, the sports staff room up in the first floor of Brock. And Dave, don't forget that we've got, currently it's very difficult with COVID to run uh, face-to-face enrichment, but we do have an online enrichment offer. So if you want to get involved in a variety of things, we've got cooking classes on there, we've got yoga, we've got workouts, we've got um, learn a different language. It's all through the college website, find a six extra link and then scroll down to six extra on demand. Just stuff you can do at home um, that's just a bit different, uh, you know, where you can learn some new stuff. I hope you're not doing the cooking class, Steve. I do all the cooking at home, Dave. I'm great. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for listening. I've been Dave Williams. And I've been Steve Legg. Thank you.